0: Why do so comparatively few young women pursue careers in technology? And should we be concerned that they don't? That's the question that's been exercising the minds of the 800 or so women IT professionals who make up the British Computer Society's BCS Women Group. And despite a huge proportion of those women having degrees and successful careers of their own in a field that has many female-friendly characteristics, nobody really seems to be quite sure of the answer. Let's look at the plus factors to begin with. The whole field of computers and related technology is relatively young. The world's first electronic computers hadn't even appeared commercially till the end of the Second World War. Ironically, in those early days, whilst men were generally more interested in the engineering challenges of designing and building computers, people at first assumed that programming them was a job that was of lesser importance and could be left to women female computer pioneers also made major contributions. The profession reveres people like Ada Lovelace, a visionary analyst from the first half of the 19th century, now regarded as the founder of scientific computing. The business world's dominant computer language for several decades, COBOL, was also produced by a team led by U.S. Navy officer Commander Grace Hopper. Computing has changed a lot since the days of those pioneers. It's entered every aspect of our lives. I type these words on a computer. I researched what I wanted to say with the internet. I'm speaking into a computer and distributing my voice to be heard on personal computers and music players that are, well, just another form of computer-powered device. You don't need physical strength to work computers. Most technology careers can be done anywhere and any time the home included. Computing has made many professions, including itself, family friendly. Given all those factors, therefore, why are girls and young women not more attracted to the field? The British Computer Society is the preeminent body for computer professionals in Britain. It has 60,000 members in over 100 countries, all leading professionals in their fields. The Women's Special Interest Group doesn't account for every female member, of course, but its size, around 800 members, gives an indication of the kind of imbalance that exists at the higher levels of the industry. So what are the reasons why girls don't appear to be coming into the industry in sufficient numbers to rectify the balance? One suggested reason is the way that technology is taught in schools, with an emphasis on narrow applications and skills. In reality, very few people in the IT industry nowadays programme computers. In my own career within the industry, I've been a developer of training, I've worked in marketing, I've worked in sales. And from those beginnings, my career has headed in directions that are less and less obviously bound to the core skills that I started with. I learned how to manage IT projects. But then I realised that the skills that that involves can be applied to practically anything. I had to learn about accounting, very useful for being self-employed. I perfected analysis and problem-solving. The fact that these kinds of skills are so portable from IT to other spheres means we should also recognise the potential for women to move in the opposite direction too. In other words, we could perhaps do far more to help women move with valuable skills from other professions into IT. The way I use computers is like everyone else too. I write with a word processor. I work with numbers using spreadsheets. I research with the internet. I present ideas with PowerPoint. I network professionally and socially online. I communicate with email. I collect music and I record podcasts like this. So, why are schools not communicating to girls at the right time the relevance which technology has as a tool, whether in the IT industry? or in a wider sense. And I mean that with both genders in mind. We've allowed a generation of boys to think of computers in terms of playing shoot-em-up and racetrack games. Well, outside of the armed forces and Formula One, there aren't many careers for those kinds of skills. Another thought that's been raised is whether we should welcome a little bit of social stereotyping, if it helps to break down barriers for girls. Which of us cringed when Nintendo brought out a pink version of their handheld games console, the DS, for instance? And should we rush to condemn retailers who package a pink games machine with girly games, too? Nintendo aren't alone. Sony has pink versions of practically everything it makes pink TVs, pink cameras, and pink laptops, too. Is that bad? Is it any different to marketing computers to other groups, as with brain training games for people of, well, my age? As so often happens, we end up with more questions than answers. If the answer was one simple thing, then someone would have done it by now. But with technology, and with women still lagging in the earning stakes, we can't afford to just sit and look at the problem and assume it's someone else's responsibility. Ironically, where the barriers are broken, then it's common to find that women have greater aptitude than their male peers for many other kinds of technology skills the world needs. But if we don't work out how to break those barriers in the first place, we do risk falling behind in global markets through failing to leverage the assets we send elsewhere into, well, women's work.